Overconfidence is the extreme optimism pag nag-collide with reality. May nakakita ka ng taong overconfident. Sobrang yabang. Sobrang believe sa sarili. O may mga tao nakita mo na underconfident. Anong itsura ng underconfident? Nahihiya. Na parang walang uh, self-esteem. Mababa masyado. Or, there's a people that have a, a confidence that's misplaced. Umaasa sa maling bagay. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. This topic is being confident in God's love for you, not in your love for God. So it's important that we're not overconfident or underconfident, pero ang pinaka-gist dito is saan ka umaasa? Saan ka, anong kabasihan ng iyong confidence? It needs to be on the right thing. See? So God's love for me and God's love for you, personalize it, is the basis, basihan, ng worth ko at confidence. Worth, halaga, mahalaga ka, hindi dahil taas ang pogi points mo. Hindi dahil may talent ka, o may itsura, o may pera, o may accomplishments, o may education. Hindi yan ang basihan ng tunay na halaga o confidence. Kung doon nang gagaling ng confidence mo, kasi ano eh, mataas ng grade ko. I have three degrees. Or kung uh, ang confident mo, kasi ang ganda ng damit mo. Branded lahat ng inaari mo. You know, those are false or misplaced sources of confidence. Trying hard lang. Ang confidence at ang, ang, ang esteem sa, para sa sarili mo ay dapat nanggagaling sa love ni God sa'yo. Kaya somebody ka. Kaya mahalaga ka because God loved you. God values you. Ang taas ang tingin ng Diyos sa'yo. And it's not because you're that good. It's because He's that good. Lagi kong sinasabi, we, we are loved by God, not because we are lovable, but because He is loving. And then tayo ay isang recipient ng kanyang pagmamahal. Take note, nilikha tayo ng Diyos not to be manufacturers of love, but to be recipients of His love. We are receptacles, containers of His love. Hindi naggagaling sa atin. Hindi ako ang pinaka-source ng love. Pwede ako maging receptacle and conduit ng love niya, pero hindi nag-originate sa akin. And it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, we know, itong sabi ni John, we know and we believe the love that God has for us. So hindi lang alam natin ang pagmamahal ng Diyos, but we believe it. Siguro you've heard it, hindi bago to sa'yo, na John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. You know, and okay, so if you feel, sabi ko last week, if you feel bored, pag ang pinag-usapan is about God loves you, God loves you, kung if you're still bored with that message, that's a confirmation, hindi, po na, hindi mo pa nag-gets. Because you'll never get bored and you'll never run out of amazement when you really receive God's love. It's not boring. It's life-changing. And so, sabi ni John, 
we don't just know it in our minds. We believe it and experience it. His love. And if you believe and experience it, mawawala na ang fear of rejection. Mawawala na yung low self-esteem, yung pagiging malungkot, o kaya insecurity. Yan, masasolve ng mga problema na yan. Because, tandaan mo, if you know and believe God loves you, it changes you. Okay? It changes. Pagbabago. May effect. May effect. It's effective yung effect niya. Ibig sabihin, yung pagtanggap at karanasan ng pagmamahal ng Diyos, it does do some changes in your life. Um, 1 John 4, 8, it says that the perfect love, read this with me, perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Ibig sabihin, kung may takot ka pa, kasi ang fear is connected to fear of punishment. But perfect love casts out fear. Now what is perfect love? means I need to love God more? Does that mean I need to be more consistent sa aking pagmamahal sa Diyos? Does that need, mean I, I need to be more sincere? In, so para maging perfect yung love ko? No, no, no. Try if you want, but it, it will never happen. Listen, perfect love casts out fear. Hindi na naibisabihin ang perfect love mo sa Diyos. It's not your love that's perfect. You loving God. Perfect love is His love for you, not your love for Him. Kasi ang love ko sa Kanya is unstable. Sometimes I feel I'm, I'm loving God, I'm doing good, you know, I, I feel consistent, pero di tatagal na may mga failures, may mga weakness, shortcomings. Hindi po ba? Nakaka-relate ka ba? Na your love for God is not always on the level, but His love for you is perfect, unchanging, steady, unshakable, unstoppable, hindi na fluctuate. And once you believe that, once you receive that perfect love that He has for you, it drives out fear from your psyche. It drives out low self-esteem, inferiority complex. Once you know how much He loves you, and you, you're not afraid of punishment. Hindi ka matatakot na, baka ano, malas, mapapasa akin ang karma. Kasi ang dami kong nagawang kasalanan. Maybe God will make me sick. Or baka mapuputulun kami. We'll have financial problems. We'll have accident. Makakasakit ako. Baha sa bahay. You know, maybe sometimes, have you ever felt na because of yung nagawa mong kasalanan, sometimes we have this feeling that just you wait. It's coming. You know, something bad will eventually come to me because I've done wrong. And if you feel guilty, ng buhay mo is umiikot sa condemnation, it means to say, the perfect love of God is not yet fully in you. You have limited what you can receive from God. 
Now, in the Old Testament, okay, sa lumang, your, your Bible has the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Sa lumang tipan, ganun talaga ang sistema. Yan ang kasunduan ng Diyos. Yan ang style ng pakikipag-relate ang Diyos sa tao sa lumang tipan. It was a system of punishment and reward. There was a law, yung Ten Commandments, at marami pang ibang sumunod doon, that if you obey that law and love God, ba? ang batas doon is, thou shalt love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength all the time. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the law. You have to love God perfectly all the time. And if you do that, you would earn righteous standing. You earn the two thumbs up of God. You earn blessings. You, you qualify for uh, favor. And God will bless you and protect you. But if you don't love God enough, if you don't obey, if you don't follow the rules, ano mapapasayo? Sumpa. Punishment. You might even be struck dead. You might even have, uh, you know, uh, sickness and disease. It happened. Read your Bible. When the people of God fell away and disobeyed, enemies came and God used enemy nations to punish people. They lost their crops. They lost their, you know, their children. That was the system before. Now, just a little side note here. Para kay FYI lang ito. When was the Ten Commandments first given to the Filipino people? Trivia question lang yan. Inuuli ko, you know, you see the Ten Commandments around, di ba? Salaweko or sa mga buses or you know the Ten Commandments. You try so hard to follow those. But my question is, when did God first give the Filipino people the Ten Commandments to obey? Never. He never gave the Ten Commandments to the Filipino people or to the Americans or to the Germans or the Russians or the Romans or the Greeks or the Babylonians. The laws of God were given to the Jewish people. Are you with me? That's what made the Jewish people unique, holy, different from all the other nations in the world. Is they had a law the other nations did not. They had a covenant that was especially between the tribes of Israel and God. Are you following me? And when Jesus came to the earth, he taught the Jewish people. And he reinforced the high standards of the Ten Commandments. Sabi pa niya, it's not just what you do outside following the commandments. Pati yung motive. But he never preached the Ten Commandments to the Romans. 
or to the Greeks or to the Americans and Filipinos and Chinese. Just to the Jewish people. Okay? Understand lang. Hindi masama ang Ten Commandments. Those are perfect. The commandments of God are perfect. But it cannot help you become perfect. It's just the standard. But following them, studying them, memorizing them will never empower you to obey them. In fact, the more you look in the Ten Commandments, the more you look into the laws of the Jewish people and you study them and you, you, you realize how high is the standard, the more you observe that, the effect is the more you'll be convicted. Right? The more you'll realize that you are not holy. Right? That's why some people don't like to attend church. Because probably that church is preaching the Ten Commandments. And the church is preaching that if you don't follow these commandments, you're going to have a bad life. God is going to be angry at you and you're going to have bad consequences because you didn't follow those commandments. The truth is, the more we look at the laws, the more we see how unworthy we are. Tamo po ba? Again, walang masama sa law. The laws are perfect, but they cannot help you become perfect. But love can help you. Love is the motive that can empower you to please God. And the Bible says in 1 John 4.19 that we love because He first loved us. And when Jesus came, see the Old Testament, ang sigaw ng lumang tipan ay ganito. Thou shalt love the Lord. You have to. I command you to love God with all your heart, all the time. The new covenant says, you can't love me all the time with all your heart, but I can love you all the time with all of my heart. You see? The Old Testament said, you must love God. But when Jesus came, he says, I have loved you. And we love because he first loved us. Do you understand that? Jesus took the punishment. Inako niya. Nakikita mo yung passion of the Christ. All of the, how bloody was the, the beatings of Jesus. Bakit? Because what you see doon sa passion of the Christ, nakikita mo, you're seeing the payment of your sins being paid for. It, it, the penalty is being paid off. It's an advance payment. Hindi pa tayo pinapanganak, but Jesus was making an advance payment and an overpayment for all of our sins. And when He rose from the dead, it started a new covenant. Bagong kasunduan between man and God, which is no longer based on your performance. It's no longer based on how well you love God. It's based on how well Jesus loved the Father. Do you understand that? And so, iba na ang approach. Hindi na tayo um, nagiging confident based on my love to God, but based on God's love to me. And so, Jesus settled the score and brought, He bought for us an eternal redemption. Eternal 
eternal. So wala nang uh, settlement pa. Wala nang kailangan bayaran pa for Jesus to take away all your sins. It's already a done deal. It's already happened. Um, I want to now shift your attention to sa isang situation, isang scenario sa Bible, na kung saan in the Bible, Jesus had the Last Supper. You remember that story? Na andun yung mga disipulo ni Jesus at the Last Supper. And all of the disciples were there, but I want us to focus on just two. Yung pinaka-sikat na disciples. One was Peter, and one was John. And I want you to see the difference in where is their confidence? Saan ang kanilang uh, kabasihan ng lakas ng loob? Okay, so let's just, uh, I want to dramatize this. You can read about it in your Bible, but let's just look at the drama right now. Sasabihin ko sa inyo ang totoo. Isa sa inyo ang tratraidor sa akin. Ako ba? Ako ba, Lord? Isa sa inyo na nakisalo sa akin ngayon ang tratraidor sa akin. Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Kahit mamatay ako, Jesus, susundan kita. John! Wala ka bang pleasure fali dyan sa ating misaya? Mag-effort ka naman, uy! Eto, kaya mo?
later, ngayong gabi, bago tumilaok ang manok, idi-deny mo ako ng tatlong beses. What? Hindi mangyayari yan, Jesus. Mahal na mahal kita. Alam mo yan. Yun na nga eh. Alam ko lahat. Alam mo, Peter, kung ako sa'yo, mag-chill ka na lang. Believe and receive that you are the disciple whom Jesus loves. Okay, so it's not exactly like that sa Bible, but something, something. In Mark chapter 14, verse 29, Peter said, Jesus, one of you is going to betray me and you're going you're gonna to leave me. Peter said, even if all the others fall away, I will not, I will not. I will go to prison with you. I will die with you. I will commit. Magtatapat ako. Alam mo, yabang ni Peter? No, 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 no. Actually, magandang puso niya. Diba? Ang ganda, nagkukumit siya. I believe sincere si Peter. Diba? Just like I believe you're sincere. You're here. You give your best, just like Peter. Yung best commitment niya, yung best pledge of allegiance. And I believe, hindi insincere. He's very sincere. Ang ganda ng puso ni Peter. But, yung kanyang confidence was based on his love for Jesus. His commitment for Jesus. So here's it. Write it down. Peter represents a person who is confident in his own love for God. Kanyang pangako, believe sa sarili niyang gagawin. Pero take note, si Peter, ang kanyang, I will never leave you. Ilang oras lang. Yung gabi na rin yun, I will never leave him. Naging, I never knew him. Diba? Ang bilis ng, ng, ng opposite. I'll never leave him. I don't know him. Di ko siya kilala. Bakit? Misplaced yung kanyang source of confidence. Now John, in John chapter 13, verse 23, he called himself the disciple who Jesus loved. Now, paulit-ulit, si John, sa kanyang book, nabanggit niya, imbis na gagamitin niya yung sarili niyang pangalan, John, he said, the disciple who Jesus loved was there. And he was leaning on Jesus. Leaning, depending, relying on Jesus' bosom. The bosom is the place of love. And dun si John, sa katabi ni Jesus, leaning into the fact that he believed Jesus loved him. Wala siyang pangako, wala siyang, uh, you know, maingay na, na promise, I'll do this, I'll do that. Basta, andudun lang siya, leaning on to Jesus. Receiving Jesus' love. And paulit-ulit sa book of John, nabanggit niya, the disciple who Jesus loved did this. The disciple who Jesus loved was there. The disciple who Jesus loved. Bakit? The disciple of Jesus loved. 
is it true na siya ba ang favorite ni Jesus? Siya ba, is it because John sacrificed more para kay Jesus? John served Jesus more? Is it because John was Jesus' best friend? Bakit ganun ka-special ang privilege na pagtawag kay John, the disciple who Jesus loved? Let me tell you something. Jesus did not love John more. John, Jesus loved all of his disciples. Even Judas was loved. So it wasn't naman na Jesus loved John more. But John knew it more. John believed Jesus loved him more. John received Jesus' love more. John was more aware that he was loved. More confident that he was loved. Kaya siya ang lumalapit kay Jesus. Kaya siya ang laging nandiyan. So John represents a person who is confident in God's love for him. Ikaw bay, are you more like Peter? You know, uh, decided to follow Jesus? Decided to obey the law? Decided to obey the Ten Commandments and you'll try your best and you'll do more? Or are you more like John? Na ang confidence mo is hindi nasa love mo kay God but more on yung love ni God para sa'yo. So that's what I'm trying to say. Have a John mindset, not a Peter mindset. See, the Peter mindset is like this. Yung mindset ni Peter was more on the law. More on, I have to uh, stick on what I have to know as a system. Yung system of gaining or losing confidence based on what I do. You know, according to how I perform. Basi sa aking best efforts, my commitment for God. And that's very sincere. Most religious people are doing that. They would um, do a lot of um, obedience to the law, prayers, rituals, etc. Anything you can do para ma-impress si God. And hopefully, yung uh, good na nagawa mo will be more than the bad na nagawa mo. Diba? Yan ang mentality ng karamihan. Na ang basis of gaining confidence, pwede akong lumapit sa presensya ng Diyos kung naging mabait ako, kung naging religious ako. Pero kung hindi magandang track record ko, ang dami kong kasalanan, nahihiya ako kay Lord. Yaho, wala akong malakas ng loob na lumapit sa presensya. Mag-church na ako kasi gigilty ako, pero doon ako sa likuran. Hindi ako karapat-dapat na nasa first three rows. Yan yung para sa mga mababait. That's a Peter mindset. You lose confidence if you've been bad and you gain confidence if you've been good. But the John mindset is very different. It's a mindset of grace. It's a mindset of depending on what Christ has done for me, not what I do for Christ. It's a mindset that I'm going to lean into and depend on His constant and perfect love for me. And I will not 
lean on or depend on my best efforts to love him. First John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, this is real love. Okay? Katatapos ng Valentine's Day. You want to know the definition of real love. So this is real love. Read it with me. Come on. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Peter denied Jesus. Kahit sincere siya. Kahit ang, ang gusto niya talaga magtatapat kay Lord. But he ended up falling to temptation. While John was confident in the fact that he knew he was loved unconditionally. He knew that no matter what he did, good or bad, steady and stable was the Lord's love for him. Peter fell away. He denied the Lord. But look at what happened to John. He followed Jesus all the way to the end. Diba? Peter was there. Uh, John was there at the same area na kung saan si Peter nag-denied. John was there in the courtyard of the judge. And then John was all the way to the cross. Habang nasa cross si Jesus, John was right there. Katabi ng mother ni Jesus. Kaya Jesus said to John, John, alagan mo yung nanay ko. Mother, this is your son. And so, nagpagamit si John kay Lord because he was there. And you know, if you are sincere, like Peter, pero kung gusto mong ma-overcome ng temptation, ng kasalanan, the way how to do it is not being so confident in your efforts and your abilities to trust and follow God. The way how to be effective at overcoming sin is to be convinced that you are unconditionally loved all the time, eternally. Example, how did Jesus overcome temptation? Did you know he was tempted sa wilderness? Three, at least three times, no? Nabanggit niyo yung tatlong klaseng temptation. Right before yung temptation ni Jesus, he was baptized. And when Jesus came out of the water sa baptism, bumaba sa kanya ng kalipati, just like uh, representing the Holy Spirit. But listen, may tinig galing sa langit, yung ama ni Jesus, the, God the Father. And yung tinig ay, sabi niya, this is my beloved son. Okay? Take note of the word beloved. What kind of son? Beloved. This is my beloved son. The declaration, the confirmation of God the Father over Jesus. This is my beloved son. And I'm very pleased with him. Immediately, Jesus was brought to be tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Now take note of the strategy of the devil. Because the same strategy the devil used against Jesus... He will use against you. Alright? Kasasabi lang ng God the Father, this is my beloved son. And then the devil says, sa temptation niya, if you are the son of God. Kina question. So that you'll have doubts about your identity. And every sin that you give into 
is because you forget or you doubt your status of righteousness and sonship with God the Father. That's how Satan gets you to fall to temptation. He will whisper, he will put doubts, he will put questions in your mind. Sasabihin niya mga something like this. Kristiyano ka? Tapos ganyan ang pumasok sa isip mo? Hindi ka tunay na kristyano. Ano bang klaseng kristyan-kristyan yan? You're a hypocrite. You're a sinner. Yan ang sasabihin niya. Pero gagamitin niya yung first person language. Hindi niya sasabihin niya, you're a sinner. Sasabihin niya, I'm a sinner. So akala mo yung mga thoughts na yan is galing sa sarili mo. But he will question. The strategy of the devil is to get you to question. Just like, yun ang ginawa niya kay Jesus. Now, tingnan mo. Kasasabi ng Father God kay Jesus, you're my beloved son. And then the devil says, if you're the son of God. Wait a minute. Di ba merong isang word missing? Did you see it? There's a, son, there's a word missing. God the Father said, this is my beloved son. And the devil says, if you're the son of God. He left out one important word. What was that? Beloved. Meaning to say, the devil knows that if he can get you to believe that you're not beloved, then he can get you to sin. You mark my words, friends. Every sin, every time you sin, it's because you feel somewhere, you believe that you're not loved perfectly by the Father. And when you forget that you are unconditionally loved perfectly, you cannot sin. You will not sin. You will never give in to temptation to, to steal when you know that you're loved and your Father will provide for you. You'll never give in to temptation to cheat on your exams or on your wife or on any taxes or whatever because you know that God, your Father, loves you. You, you know, sexual temptation, financial um, corruption, any kind of sin you can think of, lying, any kind of selfish behavior, lahat ng mga kasalanan yan will be no power. It has no power in your life as long as you believe you are loved by God. But if you are trying to love God, maga-obey ako, I will resist this temptation because I'm, I want to love God. I want to obey God. Kaya maghihindi ako sa mga tukso. No, no, no. Your love is not that perfect. You've already tried that and it didn't work. Right? We've already tried to love God with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our strength all the time. And no one in thousands of years, no one has been able to do it perfectly. Don't become confident in your own love for God. Rather, be confident in God's love for you. Don't inspect yourself and become so sin-conscious, self-conscious. Rather, inspect the Lord. Keep in your mind how perfect His love is. Kasi pag i-analyze mo ang sarili mo, you'll always be disappointed with something. Once you, once you are the bida, and it's all about how well you do, you will find accusations sa sarili mo. 
you will be disappointed. But when you behold Jesus, you become like him. First John 4, 19 again says, we love. Kaya yung response natin, we love and obey and commit. Bakit? Because he first loved and committed to us. Sabi ni Jesus patungkol sa babae na very sinful woman, no? And she put the perfume on Jesus' feet and all of this. Then sabi niya, you know why she loved so much? Because she was forgiven much. But the one who feels he's been forgiven little only loves little. And don't think that trusting in God's love will make you lazy and immoral. No, the opposite. The more that you feel loved, the more you will be obedient. And, you know, I I tell you, it's more effective. You will have more fruit come out of your life. Because why? Fruit comes from abiding in Christ's love. From being dependent on His love for you. Ang sabi ni Jesus, I'm the vine. Not you. I'm the vine. You are just the branches. Yung nourishment, yung power, yung energy, yung life, nanggagaling sa vine, papunta lang sa branches. So hindi tayo manufacturers ng obedience and katapatan and love. We are the recipients of His. And we carry it. It says in Philippians 3.3, 3, read this with me. Philippians verse chapter 3, verse 3, it says, We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Pag nakatanggap ka ng pagmamahal ni God for you, it will produce effortless change. It will change you. You'll be successful. In fact, you will actually love other people more. Even your enemies. Sino sa inyo? Let's, let me tell you. Who, raise your hand if you have, um, if you're married. Okay? Kung may asawa. Alright? Let me give you a tip. Husbands, wives. Kasi this is usually the problem. You know? Nagaaway, sigawan, fighting. So how can you have a revival? How can you love your spouse better? Or probably love your kids better? Well, we will only love others. Listen. You can only love others to the level that you receive and experience God's love for you. Hindi ba common sense na hindi mo may bibigay yung wala pa sa'yo? You can only love other people to the extent that you have received His love for you. So, uh, I'm married. My wife, Bambi. I-, I love her. Pwede kong sabihin yan. I'm not ashamed. I love Bambi. But, inaamin ko sa inyo, my love for her is not perfect. Any husbands can relate with me. It's not consistent. It's not always um, honoring. I'm not perfect as a husband, as a father. Fluctuating. Sa totoo lang, I do not, cannot, even with all of my efforts, love her properly the way she needs to be loved as a woman. But I do not get confidence in my love for Bambi. I am confident. I am convinced in God's love for Bambi. I'm aware of how much God loves Bambi. 
And that inspires me. That gives me a good example. But my confidence sa pagiging isang asawa is not on my love for Bambi. My confidence is that Bambi will be loved by God no matter what. And the more I'm aware of God-loving Bambi, nakikiraidon ako sa pagmamahal ng Diyos para kay Bambi. Sasangayon ako sa flow ng love ni God para kay Bambi. And that helps me to love Bambi better. But the moment I said, well, I'll just love you till death do us part. Come on, every day may mga ganun eh. Sino sa inyo recently may kasal? I mean, you go to the wedding and they sit there and do you swear, do you promise to, you know, to cherish and to love and to hold and all of these promises. And ang yabang nila sa kasal, no? I do. Sasabihin ng babay, I do. Diba? Ang yabang nilang dal, they're so confident. Ang mga kasal, very confident sila. Lakas ng loob na magsasabi niya, I do. And then, for me, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit cynical or skeptical. I'm like, hmm, tingnan natin after six months. <laughs> tingnan natin, you know, kung anong I do, I do. After six and some years, ah, come on. Bakit? Confident, misplaced confidence. Okay? Hindi ko sinasabi na don't commit, no? Ang sinasabi ko lang is, if you're, if the basis of your marital strength is on how well you love your spouse, it is not a good, solid foundation. The solid foundation is not you loving her, it's God loving her. And God loving you. And you giving her God's love. And you receiving God's love. Do you understand? Same thing with your enemies. Come on, how can you love your enemies? There's only one way you can love your enemies. Behold Jesus loving your enemy. Watch Jesus how he loves your enemy. Be aware, be hyper aware of how much God loves your neighbor, your competitor, your ex. <laughs> and when you're aware of that, doon ka makakaroon ng confidence. Not on how well you do the loving, but on how awesome Jesus is. He's an expert at loving people. So see God, imagine God loving others. And it's very hard for you to hate others when you know God loves them. Okay, let's finish it. Two points only. Number one, personalize God's love for you. Personalize. Okay, for God so loved the world. Pero that's a big world, no? Daming tao sa world. Don't stop there. Masyadong limiting yan. Yes, God loves the whole world. Pero personalize it. God loved me. Tim. God loves you. Pablo, Kevin, Jane, Rose. God, make it personal. And then consider yourself the one Jesus loved. Just like yung ginawa ni John. Diba? Ang kanyang sulat sa book niya. Hindi niya first name ang ginamit niya. He didn't say, this is from John. The disciple who Jesus loved. And you can do the same thing. Write it down. Say it, you know. Consider yourself, ibilang mo ang sarili mo as the one Jesus loved. 
Would that be true if you said that? Would it be? If Peter said that he was the one Jesus loved, would that be true? It would have. Now John said it, not Peter, but Peter could have said it. Judas could have said it. And it would be true. It would have been true. If Judas called himself the one Jesus loved, that would be very true. Judas didn't feel it, didn't believe it. That's why he committed suicide. Peter eventually believed it. That's why he went back to Jesus. And then after the resurrection, Jesus Peter, Peter, do you really love me? In interview pa. Because Peter was so confident in his love for Jesus. Jesus tried to take Peter through a process to break that dependency on his own self-confidence. Do you love me more than this, really? Peter said, yes, I do. <laughs> Supposed to be sapat na yan. Pero sabi ni Jesus three times. Peter, come on. Really? Come on, you really love me more than, more than all day. Come on. Yeah, I do. The third time, Peter, mm, you really love me more than... Peter's like, okay, Lord, I get it. You know. You know all things. You know I love you, but it's not, I can't depend on me. I've failed. I might fail again, but you know. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you to handle it, you to take care of it. I'm going to trust your love for me. Even when I fall, your love never fails. Consider yourself the disciple who Jesus loved. Let her be. Speak about it every day. Speak about it. You know, use it as your morning greeting sa sarili mo. Get a, a mirror. Go to the mirror. Sa CR, go to the kitchen. Pag tumingin ka sa salamin, sabi mo, hey, you are the one Jesus loves. Okay? Never, never mind kung nakatingin sila sa'yo. Just, just do it. You know? You're the one Jesus loves. You're the disciple Jesus loves. Speak about it. Isulat mo sa notebook mo, sa journal mo. Okay? Thank you, Lord, for this day. Signed, the one you love. Your beloved. Let's read the Song of Solomon. It says, my beloved is mine and I am his. And then, second thing, is we need to practice. Practice makes better. Practice the perfect love that God has for you. Kailangan practice. Bakit? Well, sino sa inyo may mga anak? Sino sa inyo may anak, no? Ang kids, pwedeng, uh, they are loved by the parents, pero pwedeng hindi naniniwala. Uh, si Zion, yung aming five-year-old, this past week, kasi mahilig siya mangi-interrupt eh. Nag-uusap-usap kami ni Bambi, then mag-i-interrupt biglang siya. Sabi ko, no, no, Zion, Zion, stop. Let us finish. Wait for your turn. Stop talking. Just don't interrupt. Okay, just wait. And then nag-pout siya. Pupo siya. I'm not important. Sabi niya ganon. I'm not important. Alam mo, of course he's important to us. You know that. Of course we love him, but he doesn't, at that time, he doesn't believe it. 
He doesn't feel it. He doesn't experience it. And there are youth, sometimes teenagers will have a season ng buhay nila. The parents can love them and they will do anything for their, they will even die for their children. But the children will insist, my parents hate me. My parents don't love me. Nobody loves me. Is it true? No, it's not true that their parents don't love him, but they don't believe it. So is it possible, ganon din ang ugnayan natin sa Diyos, that you are loved by God but you don't believe it? It's very possible that He loves you and you forget or you don't believe, you doubt it, and God doesn't love me. You might not say it, those words, but yung pagkilos mo, yung, yung paniniwala deep inside, you feel like God's angry at me. He won't answer my prayers. He doesn't. I don't deserve anything. God doesn't want to bless me. Come on. You got to know it. You got to believe it. You got to practice. How do you practice? You see, the truth that you are loved by God will not help you. The only thing that will help you is when you believe the truth. Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So simply lang, it's not the truth that will set you free. It's knowing and believing the truth that sets you free. That changes you. And so you practice by two things. Number one is you're going to focus and stay aware of His love for you. Focus and stay aware. So you, you, you have to grow in your awareness of God's love for you. Don't be sin conscious. Let me sin conscious. Pag sin conscious, tulad ko dati, kasalanan ba? Kasalanan ba ito? Magtatanong pa ako sa mga preachers. Kasalanan ba na, ano, Yossi? Kasalanan ba na, na pumunta sa bar? Kasalanan ba na ganito? Kasalanan ba na magsabi na, oh my gosh? Kasalanan ba kumain ng dinuguan? Kasalanan ba ito? Kas- so na, parang puro iniisip kung kasalanan, kasalanan, kasalanan. And then so hyper-aware of your sins. Analyzing yourself. San ba ako nagkasala? I'm sure I have more. Let me find more. You know, introspecting and so sin-conscious. Alam yung taong self-conscious? Parang ang mentality niya, umiikot sa sarili. May dumibang mukha ko. You know, kumusta ang itsura? Sin-conscious. Ang mind niya, just on himself. And when you are sin-conscious, it actually pulls sin more towards you and you get into that lifestyle that you're trying to avoid. The more you're sincere about avoiding it, but because you think about it all the time, the more you do it. Why not, instead of being self-conscious and sin-conscious, be Jesus-conscious? And let your mind focus on how awesome He is, how perfect He is. No, I'm not a good husband, but Jesus is a great husband. No, I'm not a perfect father, but God is a perfect father. You know, my love fluctuates, but Jesus' love never fails. And so, do lang focus. And you grow in the awareness of how stable His love is for you and for others. You become, you start realizing it. And then, change your, last thing, change your confession. What's a confession? Simply lang. Confession is verbal agreement. Okay, now, in our modern definition, people said that confession means 
admitting your sin. That's not the original word of confess. Confess. It comes from the Greek word, two, two words, that means to speak, to speak the same as. Okay? That is what your Bible says when it says confess. To speak in agreement with. So, if Walter told me this is 500 milliliters of water, my confession would be that is 500 milliliters of water. I have to say the same that he said. That's what it means to confess. It doesn't mean admitting all of your dirty laundry. It doesn't mean thinking and telling all of the bad things you've done. That's not really what confession means. Ang tamang word doon is admit, aminin. The word confess means to speak in agreement with. A verbal agreement. So what we want to do to practice the love of God is confess properly. What does confess mean? Well, the Bible said, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. So if you walk around guilty and admitting all of your mistakes and talking about how sinful you are, that is not confessing. That's contradicting what the Bible said about you. Though your sins were as scarlet, he has made them white as snow. The proper confession is, my sins have been removed and I'm righteous in God's eyes. If the, if the Lord said, I've washed away your sins, their sins I will remember no more. To confess properly is, my sins he remembers no more. I have been washed because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Kailangan natin i-upgrade yung ating mga confessions. Even though you don't feel, I know you feel guilty, but it's because you haven't believed the love God has for you. And as you believe and receive, pag nararanasan mo ang love ni God for you, the unconditional love of God for you, magiging confident ka doon, practice it, speak it out. Write songs, sing songs, read scriptures, hear sermons about God's love for you. Tell testimonies about how much God loves you. Dare to look in the mirror and say, you are the one that God loves. As you personalize that and practice that, it will change your life. Fears will go out. You will become confident. But not because of your own performance. You will be so confident that no matter what, He is a perfect lover of your soul. Romans chapter 5, 5 says, We are not ashamed to have this confidence. Because why? God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? That's what we are confident about. That God chose to grace me and pour His love into me. Into me. Now listen, kung isa sa buhay mo ito, the, the real test, the real test if you're applying this message in your life, is not on the time or the week that you have been a very good Christian person. 
You know what I mean by good. It's not the time when the whole week you attended a cell group, you were early for church, you read your Bible, you prayed, you gave money to the charity. Uh, you know, it's the real test. Okay, it's good to do good things. But if you feel that because of all of these good things you did, now you can come to church and raise your hands, qualified kind of umupo sa harapan, and you feel that God is happy about you because you've been good, then you have misplaced confidence. Big sabihin, you feel malakas ang loob mo na magsimba because of what you've been doing. Okay? So it's good that you do good. But you should also be able to have the same confidence to worship, na magpalapit sa Diyos, raise your hands, pray, on the week that you blew it. That's the real test. The week that you have been masama ang attitude mo, bumigay sa temptation, kipag-away kay ni misis, You've done secret sins. You've, you know, on, on the week that you were not a good person, you didn't read your Bible, you didn't pray. That's when the real test comes. Now, I'm not saying to go try to do that. There will be times when you have those feelings, you hear those temptations from the devil. You're not worthy. Christian, Christian, hypocrite, God. And that's when the test comes. Will you be confident still on your performance and you lose confidence? Or will you still say, I am God's beloved. I've not been faithful, but he has been faithful. I've not been loving him well, but he never fluctuated his loving to me. I haven't been thinking of him, praying and talking to him, but he's been waiting for me. And he's still there for me. You see, the religious mindset is, hindi ako pwede magsimba ngayon. Ayusin ko muna yung buhay ko. Magpapakawawan muna ako. I'll, I'll be depressed for about one and a half more weeks. Then I'll go back to church if I've been good. You know, as if you're going to accumulate favor in God's sight because of something you do. That's wrong. That's a wrong platform for confidence. Come on. The right basis of confidence is not in your love for Him, but it's in His love for you. And when you believe that and receive that every day, it will change you. You will be able to love him more effortlessly. You will obey him more driven on the inside than you could ever by pressure and guilt on the outside. Receiving God's love reprograms you it rewires your DNA. Beholding Jesus, looking at how awesome He is and how perfect He loves, 
You start to become like him. His image gets burned and etched on the inside of you. It's like taking a picture. Diba mga, nakita mo yung mga lumang photographs? Yung parang may light na flash and then yung image, kung ano yung, naka, ano yung focus ng lens, kung ano yung meron doon, it gets, it gets uh, imprinted on the film, on the inside of the camera. As you look at Jesus, your, 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 your shutter is focused on Him. His image gets put inside of you. But if you focus always on yourself, you're going to cycle down into more and more disappointments. So behold Jesus. Be confident in His love for you. And watch it change your life. Let's pray together. God, I thank you that you're so consistent. You're so persistent. Ang kulit ng love mo. And I thank you for that. Thank you for always loving me. Even on my worst days. Even when I failed you. Even when I forgot you, didn't believe in you, didn't trust you, didn't obey you, didn't serve you, didn't give to you, didn't sacrifice, but you still give and sacrifice and love and commit to me and you still are so faithful. Lord, shift our confidence away from ourself. Because it's either underconfident or overconfident. If we're, if I'm looking at me, if I'm focused on me, I'll either be feeling entitled or I'll feel inferior. But when I'm looking at you, looking at your son, Jesus, I'll just get confident in you. I'll be confident that you are good. You are perfect. And so, Lord, let that change our hearts. Let that change how we respond to you, that we love because you first loved us. We don't love because it's a commandment. We love because you poured your love into our hearts. Thank you for this new covenant. Thank you for this covenant of grace, this covenant of undeserved favor, forgiveness, that receiving Jesus, accepting and believing what you did for me on the cross Wow, I just want to receive that. So Father, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can you say, I'm the one Jesus loved? Come on.